Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. Why do we call it a teaching tutorial Thursday? Yeah. We know it's redundant. I don't know. I did it one time. It was silly. We stuck with it. But the point is, is Professor Greg Cosell will be in session. I'm telling you, our weeklies, Andrew Brandt, Greg Cosell, they're both absolute experts in their subject matter. They've been doing it for 40 years. Good luck. Any other podcast, finding a better business guy than Andrew or a better video guy than Greg Cosell. It's also the last Ross Tucker football podcast of the week. Reminder, we do three a week in the quote-unquote off-season, typically Mondays, Wednesday, Thursdays. However, or as Stephen A. Smith would say, however, you still can listen to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Joe Dolan was awesome, talking about some of the takeaways from the Super Bowl from a fantasy perspective and just a skill player perspective, free agency for the Bucks and Chiefs on the fantasy feast. Of course, even Steve Fezzik talking about Andy Reid's decision-making and the math behind it on the Even Money podcast was excellent. And it's a great time to familiarize yourself with some of the top prospects on the College Draft podcast. So between those six, and then you've got Andrew Brandt's business of sports, that's seven. We still have you covered every single day of the week. Just take advantage of one of those shows every day. I should give these winners out. Bri, we like winners. I want winners. I want people that want to win. Speaking of winners, by the way, you guys got to check out. It's YouTube only. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Our first ever YouTube exclusive football feedback yesterday, which is just a Q&A between me and some of you guys, it was awesome. It was so cool. Glasgow, Scotland, north of Seattle. Uh, where else do we have people from? St. Augustine, Florida, Cleveland, out in Colorado. I mean, we had listeners just like you from all over the place. They came on. They got to see me. We were talking to each other. They told me how they started listening, when they listen, who their team is. They got to ask me some awesome questions. So, 
when you get a chance, head on over to youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL and check out that first ever football feedback. We'll change a little bit about it, but it's pretty cool. I don't know how often we'll do it, but I just want to have some way to interact with you guys and for you to be able to ask me more questions because I it's one of my favorite parts is actually interacting with you and you being able to ask me questions. Anyway, spread the word winner, Dan Rivera. He retweeted the even money. It's that easy, Dan. Hit me up, Ross, at RossTucker.com, at RossTuckerNFL, at RossTuckerPod. But hit me up. Let me know if you want a picture or press pass or whatever, Dan, because you're the spread the word winner. The sponsor confirmation email winner, Mike Bond. Like several of you, he took advantage of the code FOOTBALL at 1-800-Flowers.com. Thank you, Mike. Same thing. Email me. YouTube cameo-style shout-out goes to Scott Falk. I don't know what the deal is with, with YouTube, where people like to just be the first one to make a comment. He just came and said, first, and then hashtag Meathead Vanderbeek, which is a joke from people that listen to me on the Dan Patrick Show, Meathead James Vanderbeek. So anyway, Scott... You get the cameo-style shout-out. Let me know who you would like to do the shout-out for. I would like to talk to Greg Cosell about the Super Bowl. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Greg. This is the last game we will have to break down for a while. Starting next week, we'll actually dive into some of the college prospects with you that I know you've already been working hard on. But – Look, you actually went back and watched the coaching tape of the Super Bowl multiple times. Got to get some of your insight and takeaways. Before that, though, I do want to ask just one quick question. Washington football team re-signed Taylor Heineke. Greg, the guy was studying for finals in early December, started a playoff game against Tom Brady and the Bucks in early January. Now he just got like $8.75 million for two years. Just curious, Greg, what, what did you see from Heineke? I don't know if you go back to when you studied him in college or primarily how did he do against the Bucks defense? I mean, he moved the ball against the Bucks defense a couple times. Yeah, I did not study him and evaluate him coming out of college. So I knew nothing about him uh, other than the basics. So I remember watching that that Bucks tape in the in the week 18 wild card playoff game. And, you know, he was he was a comfortable player. I thought he played with poise, he played with composure. I thought he made the right reads. I thought it was one of those games where the offensive coordinator, Scott Turner, did a really nice job defining a lot of the reads and the throws. We saw some second reaction movement ability. Uh, he was efficient from the pocket. He moved when necessary. He played a very nice game against a Bucks defense that didn't blitz a ton in that game, but they did some disguise and late movement, and, and Heineke did not seem phased by it. So, again, it's one game. That's all you can respond to. There's no way to make a judgment about his future as a quarterback, but in that one game, he was efficient. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. I'm not going to pin you down. I mean, as you described him, it sounded like uh, backup to me, like a quality backup, but again, it was just one game, so I'm not going to pin that on you. No, I appreciate that because you know what? One game is not enough. Again, we're not at practice. That's the thing. He's at practice every day with the Washington football team. So they have a feel for what he is in terms of how he practices, how he does his, his work. Uh, I guess everything is more Zoom and iPad now um, or tablet. But, I mean, they have a feel for all that. We don't because we're not there. 
Okay, so let's get into the Super Bowl. And I obviously have some specific questions, Greg. Okay. But I don't I, I don't like to start with that because I don't want to miss out on something else. Just your thoughts, no. your, your biggest takeaway from the game. Uh, there were a lot of takeaways from this game. Um, you know, I thought clearly we knew that the Bucks defensively, because to me that was more what the game was, what the Bucks did defensively, because what they did defensively allowed their offense to play the way it did the entire game. So defensively, the Bucks we knew they would be different than the Week 12 matchup. Now, what they chose to do essentially was, for the most part, rush four, although when they did play dime with six defensive backs, which they played more of in this game than they did pretty much all season long, they had some five-man pressures uh, from that 3-2-6 dime, meaning they kept David and White on the field. But predominantly, they rushed four, and they played coverage behind it. They played some specific coverages. They played a lot of two-man coverage, two deep safeties, man-to-man across the board. They played a lot of four across quarters, and they would lock. If if the Chiefs were in a single receiver to the boundary and three to the field formation, they would lock the single receiver, what we call four-lock. So they did some specific things. Nothing that was revolutionary, Ross. I mean, obviously, because it worked, we hear a lot about, oh, my God, this was the blueprint. This was, you know, they didn't do anything revolutionary. They they did it. They were able to get pressure. And I got to tell you what might be my a takeaway that is going to come across as controversial, but it's not for a second, is Mahomes played very fast right from the start of the game. He moved unnecessarily. Uh, I thought that he was anticipating and perceiving pressure even when it was not there. And he missed about three or four plays, including what would have been a touchdown to Tyreek Hill because he moved when he did not have to. You know what? I'm glad you said that uh, because it looked to me, everybody just wants to kill the O-line, Greg. And I'm not saying they were great, but – he was not – He first of all, he was moving before he had to a bunch. Secondly, there were times, Greg, where he could have just stepped up in the pocket and thrown the ball. Yep. And he would start to do that Fran Tarkenton routine, and he did that way, way too often. You know, like there's a reason why Brady never does that. And I'm not saying – look, Mahomes still had some miraculous plays and unbelievable throws out of that, but there were a bunch of plays that looked to me – like he could have stepped up or had a subtle movement a little bit and moved to the left to the right a little bit, stepped up and thrown the ball. And you're right about that. And, you know, it's funny. As I was watching the tape, I thought of it during the game, but I didn't know for sure watching the game on television because yeah, I have to study the tape to really have a feel for the game. Um, it brought me back to being at the Combine the year Mahomes came out and speaking to some offensive coaches who were concerned about his tape at Texas Tech because they felt that he was a loose, undisciplined player. And keep in mind, the Chiefs traded up to get him at number 10, and because of what he's accomplished, all of this seems silly now. But here was a game in which he did a lot of what he did at Texas Tech, which was just run around for no reason. And 
more often than not, Ross, as we know, he makes really good plays doing that. That's become in some ways part of his game, but there's still a random element to that. And in this game, those plays did not happen. So what did you see? You just saw a quarterback kind of running around aimlessly and nothing happened. So it was fascinating to watch the tape because, as I said, this all comes from the tape. This is not an indictment of Mahomes. We know he's a great player. But in this particular game, he played fast. He anticipated pressure. He perceived pressure when it was not there. He moved when he didn't have to. And he left some big throws on the field. So this is really cool, Greg, because there's a bunch of things off of this. Because I tweeted this the other day. Everybody's like, oh, there's a blueprint now on how to beat the Chiefs. There's a blueprint. Like, it wasn't having two deep safeties, Greg, and rushing four because, (laughs) you know, the Chiefs are down O-linemen and you've got a good D-line. That's not some, like, revolutionary concept that Todd Bowles invented. And it's also not the first team this year that played a lot of two deep safeties against the Chiefs. No, Matt Bowen and I had this conversation after we both watched the tape, my buddy from the NFL matchup show, and we were both saying the same thing. It worked, and therefore, because they didn't score an offensive touchdown, and I don't think that's happened to Mahomes since he became a starter. So because it worked, all of a sudden you get, this is the way to play the Chiefs. Now, in an ideal world, you would love to be able to play the Chiefs rushing four, getting consistent pressure, which they did. Uh, Clearly, the two tackles, Remmers and Wiley, and Wiley is a guard who they moved to tackle. Clearly, they did not secure the edges very well throughout the game. Clearly. I don't want to put this all on Mahomes. There were a number of snaps in this game where there was immediate pressure. Um, So clearly, the offensive line, Ross, and you know this, the offensive line did not have a great game by any means. But every team really against any quarterback because it's all a numbers game, Ross. The passing game is a numbers game. You would love to have seven in coverage on every play, regardless of whatever coverage you choose to play. If you have seven in coverage versus five eligibles, you have two more defenders than receivers. You would love to be able to do that on every play. Not every team can pressure with four. And at the end of the day, it's more important to – impact and pressure the quarterback so if you can't pressure with four you have to add a fifth into the pass rush and of course that means instead of seven you have six in coverage it's all a numbers game the bucks were able to pressure with four and therefore they had seven in coverage it's not revolutionary couple other thoughts on this and you're right it's so much more interesting the chiefs offense versus the bucks defense uh one takeaway i had greg I'm really, I, I really don't want to hear people say anymore that linebackers don't matter. <laughs> you, you, you can't watch Levante David and Devin White in that game and tell me that linebackers don't matter, Greg. No, and, and David was critical, Ross, because when they played two-man coverage, he matched up to Kelsey very often, and he got physical with him. And that was, to me, a key part of the game. That was clearly game plan. Let's put David on Kelsey. We know we have two deep safeties. So if he beats Kelsey, if he beats David and gets on top of him, so what? We've got a safety sitting right there. So David got physical with him, and I thought David really was an important factor in the game. White they don't use as a cover. White covers backs at times in man, obviously, but they don't match up White to tight ends. You know, I was surprised, Greg, 
48 of the 52 snaps for the Chiefs was five-man protection. Yeah, I guess I'm a little surprised they didn't change it up a little bit more um, and run a few more six-man protections just to give, if anything, the DNs uh, a different look, you know? Sure. And now, 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 when they do those stats – I don't know how often the you know the running backs chipping and stuff like that. You know, they didn't do a lot of that. You know, keep in mind what's the track record of the Chiefs with the homes? That they get behind, they keep playing the same way, and they've won games. Right? That's been a track record, has it not? Correct. So obviously, everybody is saying, "Why didn't they adjust? Why didn't they adjust?" Well, I, you know, I'm just making a statement of fact here. My guess is they didn't adjust because. What have they done in the past? They just keep playing Chiefs football. They come back and they win. And plus, Mahomes has consistently made second reaction improvisational plays. And I'm sure they felt, hey, that will happen throughout the course of the game. It didn't happen in this game. Um, but the Bucks created pressure with their four-man D-line in multiple ways, Ross. And you know all about this. They showed different alignments. There were snaps in which Vea or Sue were, were the, was the wide nine end and Pierre Paul was the three technique. They had stunts. They have what we call tilted fronts with three defensive linemen to one side of the center. And you almost always get a, some kind of stunt from that look. They did a really good job with their fronts of scheming one-on-one -on -one matchups. So they did, you know, people think, oh, four-man rush, it's just your basic four-man rush. There's a lot of things, as you know, you can do with a four-man rush. And the Bucks did a lot of those things. Any thoughts, Greg, um, on the other side? The, yeah. With the Bucks on offense. It looked to me like they could have just kept running duo and play action all game if they wanted to. Well, here's the way I would speak about that, that side of the ball. You know, I think that their defense allowed them to play the way they wanted to all game. Because what, what do you know about the Chiefs? What we know is that they're a high percentage blitz defense. They played more snaps of zero coverage than any team in the league this year. Almost all of their pressure concepts come out of nickel, 5 dBs, and dime, 6 dBs. So what did the Bucks do? They lined up in base personnel groupings, meaning two tight ends, three tight ends, six offensive linemen. Joe Haig, the sixth offensive lineman, played over 20 snaps, Ross. Think about that for a minute. So they kept the Chiefs in their base defense. And out of their base defense, they don't blitz much at all. That's not where their pressure schemes come from. So now, because of the Bucks' defense, the Bucks' offense was able to play that way throughout the game. And they very effectively used play action out of it. Brady had very good play action numbers. They had some very nice play action concepts. Um, when the Chiefs did play man coverage uh, out of sub, they met, often matched Sorensen on Gronkowski. Sorensen is their tight end matchup. They beat Sorensen a number of times, once on the touchdown, once on a 25-yarder. They did a really nice job of attacking that matchup. Anything else, Greg? Did we miss anything else? Oh, boy. Um, well, the one thing I would say, too, is – that's why Mahomes ran so much because they're if they're in two man, there's really nobody for the quarterback. Right. So that was what they were essentially. The Bucks were willing to concede that. I don't know how much of that's because of his toe or how much of it is they just thought Mahomes running for eight yards here, twelve yards there is the lesser of two evils. Yeah, and you know, keep in mind that coaches coach against coaches. Both Todd Bowles and Andy Reid have been doing this a long time. 
I don't know this for a fact. My sense is it's true. I think that Todd Bowles knew that Andy Reid was not going to start running the football. And so he stayed with a lot of split safety coverages. And he knew that Andy Reid's not going to all of a sudden say, you know what, we're a running football team. That's not the way the Chiefs play. I think the Chiefs had one game this year where the run game was the foundation, and that was that Tuesday night COVID game in Buffalo where Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I think, had 25 or 26 carries. So Todd Bowles knew they are going to keep doing what they do. And as I said, the track record for the Chiefs suggests that, hey, we'll come back. We've done it so many times. It's a great point. Greg, fantastic. Already cannot wait to start to dive into some of these college prospects. They say there's a bunch of quarterbacks. We'll find out for sure from you. We'll (laughs) We'll find out if that's true or not starting next week. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. You know what else is awesome? And I keep forgetting to tweet the picture I took of this. Hello, fresh. It is delicious. So let me just tell you, this is this is 100% the case. We have a part-time nanny. So she helps us sometimes making, my wife and I both work full-time, whatever. Uh, she helps us make some of the HelloFresh meals sometimes. She liked them so much and enjoyed it so much. She signed up for HelloFresh for her family. And now she makes the HelloFresh meals that get sent because they're healthy, they're delicious. How about this, though? She didn't know I had a code. Our nanny didn't know I had a code to get uh, an unbelievable deal. If you go to HelloFresh.com slash 10Tucker and use the code 10Tucker, you get 10 free meals, including free shipping. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. Here I am, the person that made some of the HelloFresh meals for us. I'm just telling you, you can get low-cal, carb-smart, pescatarian, whatever you want. They are delicious. My wife is a stickler for flavor and taste. So am I. They come with seasoning and stuff. Absolutely delicious. Okay, here you go. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 10Tucker. Don't be like the nanny, please. And use code 10Tucker, she didn't know, for 10 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash Tucker, America's number one meal kit. Tuck Steaks. Morning, Ross. Let's start today with the news. Uh, Orlando Brown requesting a trade from the Ravens. Yeah, this is a weird one. Um, He played left tackle after Ronnie Stanley got hurt. He played well at left tackle. If it's a money thing because he has seen what Laramie Tunsil and David Bakhtiari have gotten paid, totally understand that. However, there are teams out there that realize there isn't much of a difference between left tackle and right tackle, like the Philadelphia Eagles, which is why Lane Johnson, for a while there, was the highest paid offensive tackle in the NFL before the Texans had no leverage, and Bill O'Brien had to give Laramie Tunsil that ridiculous contract. Lane Johnson, the right tackle for the Eagles, was the highest paid tackle. Evidently, it's a situation where Orlando Brown's dad didn't want him to settle for being a right tackle, wanted him to be a left tackle. 
The only thing I would say is his dad, Zeus, back in the day, there was a lot more prestige in being a left tackle than a right tackle. That's kind of changed. But at any rate, sounds like he wants to go somewhere else and play left tackle. I think that they'll probably be able to trade him. I don't think they want to pay him anyway. They already paid Ronnie Stanley. I'll just say this for Orlando Brown. Careful what you wish for. Ravens have the most O-line friendly offensive scheme in the NFL. He goes somewhere else. It's going to be a little different. Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers had their parade yesterday. And it looks like your buddy Tom Brady had a lot of fun on that boat. Yeah, he did. Good for him, man. You know, I mean, he put so much into it. Like, I'm not the type of person that thinks that's a bad role model, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm the person that thinks everybody needs to let loose like that every once in a while. Now, I might do it a few too many once in a while. I think that's all relative. But he never does that. Like, he's so strict. Like, the pressure, the intensity, the routine – he just won his seventh Super Bowl. He's 43. You only live once. I say good for him. As long as he wasn't driving home a boat or a car or anything, good for him, man. That was awesome. Tuck Stakes. You and Greg touched on this at the top of the show, but quarterback Taylor Heineke gets a two-year, $8.75 million deal with the Washington football team. Good for him. I love You guys know me. I love stories like this. He was out of the league. Studying for finals, he's a math major at Old Dominion in early uh, December. Gets called for the Redskins, Washington football team, sorry. Practice squad, active roster, starts the playoff game, $8.75 million. How do you, you like them numbers? You like apples? How do you like them apples, math major? Tuck takes. Longtime uh, Houston Texans president Jamie Roots resigned yesterday. There's a lot of turmoil going on in Houston. Do you know what movie that was from, Brian? You like the Maples? Yeah, uh, the Matthew Damon, uh, Matt Damon, uh, Ben Affleck. The, the one they won the Oscar for. Uh, can't think of the name of it right now. I know, but it's fun for me to hear you stumble and try to figure it out. So you want to keep going? Just everybody wants to know about Jamie Roots, not about apples. So go ahead. The name of the movie's Goodwill Hunting. Of How do you like them apples, Bry? That's right. Goodwill Hunting. Anyway, I wish he would have punched that guy in the face in the movie. Would have made for a better movie. That pompous Harvard jerk. I mean, I guess he got him because he got a he got a number. He got a number. But it still would have been fun if he punched that dude in the face. That guy deserved to be punched in the face. I think everybody in life should be punched in the face just once, just so you know what it feels like, just so you're aware that people in life can do that to you. Anyway, uh, Jamie Roots. Yeah, I mean, the Texans are a disaster. This continues. He sees the writing on the wall with the owner being all up with Jack Easterby, and he's like, I got to get out of here before Easterby gets me. Last note of the day, the Broncos released cornerback A.J. Boye, uh, and they saved $13.2 million in the process. NFL offseason comes at you fast. I mean, two days after the Super Bowl, three, whatever, salary cap casualty season comes. See ya, AJ. Look, I never feel bad for the guys like that because that means you made a lot of money. A lot of money. You know who I do feel bad for, Bri? Who? Any ladies out there that don't get flowers? 
for Valentine's Day. It's Thursday, guys. February 11th. This is literally the last time I'm going to tell you about this. This is your last opportunity. 1-800-Flowers has amazingly great last-minute deals on sweets, treats, beautiful Valentine's bouquets and arrangements. I believe all my peeps will be receiving them either today or tomorrow. Gave it to uh, my mom, my mother-in-law, my wife, and my wife's grandmother, the last of our uh, four grandmothers that is still alive. Very happy to do so. Gives them a smile, brightens their day. And then you get like two weeks or whatever it is to look at them and remember, I'm so glad Ross sent me those. He's so special. He's so thoughtful. Yep. Yes, I am. To order last minute Valentine bouquets, go to 100flowers.com, click the radio icon and enter code football. Valentine's Day is Sunday, like this Sunday. So order today and save at 1-800-Flowers.com, code football. All right, Bri, instead of an email question today, we are going to bring on a surprise guest, and I'm going to ask her a question. So there she is, intern Casey from Penn State. Listen, we've never done this before with an intern. But Casey has been so phenomenal. If you guys don't know, Casey interned over the summer. And she was so good, we hired her. We hired her part-time to do the stuff that she does. Casey, thank you for coming on the show. How are you? I'm good. It's a little early, but that's okay. (laughs) Nothing like being a senior in college, being on uh, up and at them at 7.42 a.m. But hey. You're, hey, listen, Case, you're going to be in the working world soon. You got to get used to this. I know. I know. Um, okay. So for those of you that don't know, Casey's a senior at Penn State. She's from sort of close to York, Pennsylvania, on the Pennsylvania-Maryland border. There's a Chick-fil-A in her hometown that I stop by every time I'm going to Baltimore. It's amazing. Uh, she is on – is it the figure skating team, Casey? Yeah, the figure skating team. So how awesome is that? She's a figure skater. She is the best intern I have ever had. And she's going to get an awesome job here soon. But I thought it'd be cool, Casey, since you've been such a big part of launching the YouTube page, launching the LinkedIn stuff, all of the social media clips you guys see, all of uh, the social media posts, that is is all intern Casey. So I think people would be a little bit interested, Casey, just to hear how you, what you do for us and how you go about doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So after every podcast that you do, whether it's the Ross Tucker one or the Fantasy Feast, I go into StreamYard, download it. Um, I either then put it into Premiere or iMovie, depending on what I'm feeling. Um, And then go through, cut all the social media clips, and then I go to Canva, and I make the graphics that go at the beginning of the social media clips. Um, When I'm on Canva, I already have, like, all the templates that we use, so it's super easy. Just go in there, throw in a high-quality photo, 
from Google. <laughs> and then I edit the words on it, um, change the photos if I need to, throw the photo into the front of the social media clip, download it, and then we post them throughout the day um, or throughout the next few days, depending on which podcast it is. Um, and then in addition to that, like over the summer, I did all the backgrounds that you see, like the background you see now with the yeah, it is um, and the logo in the bottom. Um, I did all of those, which was super fun to see those come to life, um, as well as the intro and outro little video clips um, that come at the beginning and end of every podcast if you're watching it on YouTube. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much a big chunk of what I've done besides like little things here and there, like podcast research, looking at the other top podcasts in sports and football. Um, and then just following along on social media with following and unfollowing. Um, so if you're not following, that's a problem you should follow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's been a big thing. And we've really been able to grow the social media. Um, like Twitter has doubled. Um, Instagram has like quadrupled a thousand times because there was only a hundred followers and now there's over 4,000, like there's close to 5,000. So it's really been a fun ride and I'm like really proud of what I've been able to do as an intern um, over the last 10 months, nine months since like May. So it's been great. Casey, thank goodness for you. I, I cannot even, I can't overstate how much value you have provided. And I hope, you know, your dream jobs come true. And I'm helping Casey in that regard. I think Casey uh, has a great shot to, at some point, work for an NFL team, and she would be phenomenal at it, or any sports team for that matter. But I'm just telling you guys, like, if you if you ever watch any of the social media clips, not only does she do all those, like she just said, but the skin, like the yeah, it is in the upper right corner. If when you watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, or you watch on the social media clips at Ross Tucker Pod, she did the skin for all five shows. She did it for uh, football feedback, which we launched yesterday. We didn't have a YouTube channel before her. Now we have 2,000 subscribers, and it's awesome. We didn't have a LinkedIn before her. You heard how much she helped grow our Twitter and our Instagram. And then even like the images, like, you know, anything is possible or Greg Cosell, the civilian goat, which I um, use when I, which I post on most Greg Cosell days, all of that is all her. And I can tell you, there's a, maybe there's a 5% chance that Brian knows how to do some of that stuff. There is a 0% chance that I know how to do any of that stuff. And so I just can't tell you enough how much we appreciate. It. And I, I wanted you to come on the show because I just want, number one, the listeners and viewers to hear what you do. And number two, I wanted them to hear my sincere thank you and appreciation You've made the podcast network so much better and mainly behind the scenes stuff. But uh, the dream job, Casey, I'll let you talk about, uh, you know, what what you'd love to do, at least in the short term. Yeah, for sure. So in the short term, I would love to put my social media skills and production skills to work. But ultimately, I do want to be a reporter or a digital host, um, sideline reporter, anchor. I want to be on air talent. Um, but I 
to think that I have so much of the production under my belt from having the experience with working um, with you, Ross, and with Brian, um, with all the stuff that goes into producing the podcast, like doing the backgrounds in the social media. Um, so I'm really just looking to figure out a way to use all of those skills and kind of just be this one man band and hopefully be able to find a job that allows me to do like social media to do production to do a little bit of hosting or reporting. Um, ultimately, I'd love to be a sideline reporter in the NFL. That's like the dream job like down the line. Obviously, I know that that's not a job right out of college, but that's definitely the dream job down the line. So I'm just going to do whatever I need to do to get there. Well, the last part is the key. I just can't get over how diligent you are, um, how much time you've put into this. And I have no doubt that you will accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish because you get stuff done. I mean, you you find a way. Uh, I've just been unbelievably impressed. I know I've told just before, but if my daughters uh, were as good as you are and handled themselves the way you do when they are in college, I will be absolutely thrilled and feel like feel like my wife and I didn't screw it up. Casey, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. We got to get at least, by the way, I don't know, you can cut whatever portion of this you want. We got to get at least one social media <laughs> clip that I'm going to retweet or I'll post or whatever of you talking about what you did. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Intern Casey, unbelievable. You know what else is unbelievable? Purple mattress. Have you guys tried one of these? We have a purple pillow. My wife is obsessed. I think my wife likes the stuff that we get through our sponsors and that we order through the sponsors more than I do. First of all, it's these purple grids. And my daughters actually play with the purple grids. They squeeze it. But you can see what the 1800 open air channels do to neutralize body heat. But that's what my wife loves about the pillow. Remember the Stuart Scott uh, expression, cool as the other side of the pillow? That is what every purple pillow does. Every purple pillow is engineered with the grid for that total head and neck support. It's awesome. I let my wife use it because I can sleep on anything. She, that's the only pillow she uses now, her purple pillow. Experience the purple grid and you'll sleep like never before. Go to purple.com slash Ross 10 and use promo code Ross 10. For a limited time, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash Ross 10, promo code Ross 10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more, you're going to want to get a couple pillows and get that discount. Other than that, shout outs are in order. How about a little pizza boy brewing? How about a little sporticulture? Steakhousesports.com. Get a steak in the game. Vision Comics with an X. And DinerDepot.com for those restaurants out there. I think we're done here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Check out one of the other shows the next couple of days. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.